Have you been struggling in a toxic co-parenting situation with a toxic person, with a narcissist, with someone who's pitting the kids against you? Maybe you've experienced the heartbreak of going through parental alienation, where the relationship with you and your child ends up being undermined by the former spouse or by the co-parent that you're currently with. Maybe you're struggling trying to figure out how do I deal with the emotional and even like the legal challenges that come with parental alienation. This is a common theme that we've been seeing more and more often when we talk about narcissistic abuse and how it ends up affecting other people. What it's doing is a lot of times the triangulation, the pitting against you, against others, the kids against you, vice versa, gets to the place where you start to get alienated. You start to become isolated from your kids. And oftentimes it's done not even just in the relationship, but after the relationship. And that struggle becomes harder and harder. This is the piece that oftentimes people struggle with of should I actually go no contact? Should I actually break up the marriage or break up the relationship because of this fear of what's going to happen? And oftentimes this fear will compel people to stay in a toxic relationship even longer because they'd rather do that and have access to their kids or they'd rather do that and have that surety of that while still dealing with the abuse. And so I want to be able to touch on parental alienation today and walk through this a little bit. I'm not a professional in this. I don't have a degree in parental alienation. So like we're going to be stepping into it uh, with some knowledge and with some interaction of other people, but also just my perspective of narcissistic abuse and what this actually looks like when we talk about parental alienation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the seven-day challenge called Escape Toxicity that you can access at escapetoxicity.com. The link should be in the bio or down below. When we talk about this piece of narcissistic abuse, getting awareness about what it is, and then also working on the triggers that are affecting you are one of the most important things that we can do. So that's how we try to help support you moving forward in that journey. So first, I just want to be able to put out there, what is parental alienation? Like, what does it actually look like? I want to define it for you. This involves the aspect of being deliberate in manipulation and undermining the child's relationship with another parent by the other parent. Okay, so triangulation piece is where the person is pitting another person against each other. There's manipulation piece there. There's different aspects to it. But ultimately, it's like you are here and you have your child and your narcissistic partner. He's over here and he's convincing the kid to no longer have interactions with you, to no longer view you as being positive, to view you as being the toxic one. Oftentimes, this is done in a smear campaign after the relationship to make you look bad. But with kids, you also have this where it's sometimes inundated throughout the relationship and you just don't even realize it because the narcissist, he's smearing you, he's bad mouthing you, he's saying all these subtle little things behind closed doors and behind your back to the kids trying to pit them against you. This is where it is so crucial. If you don't get anything from this video, get this. This is where it's so crucial that you have to be honest to your kids. The other day I got a text from somebody 
is going through parental alienation. And she was like, I don't know what to do. I lied for the entire relationship to protect the relationship and to protect my kids from him. And he lied on the other side about me, which ended up costing her a relationship with her kids. Because there wasn't this piece of honesty there that she was able to con contribute to her kids saying, hey, this is what's actually going on. Does this mean you air your dirty laundry and you tell your kids all the bad stuff in the relationship? No, I'm not saying that. But we need to stop covering up bad things to protect the kids. It doesn't protect the kids. And if you know anything about our society today, your kids are exposed to a lot more bad things by the age of 5, 7, 13 than what you've ever been exposed to. So stop thinking you're doing them a favor by limiting that by them not understanding. They're going to pick up more on this than what you actually realize. You need to be able to understand when you lie to your kids or when you tell them a different version of reality, like dad's not abusive, he's just struggling with anger issues. When you start talking about all these things that try to minimize the abuse that's happening in the relationship, that you start to minimize the lies that are happening, like the yelling, the screaming, all the different pieces of it. You start to predispose your kids, one, to grow up and despise you because they'll grow up and they'll either become narcissistic or codependent and with a narcissist and they won't know how to process some of the things and they'll look back at you and you'll say, mom, you told me that this was normal, but it's not. So if you don't get anything from this video, get this loud and clear. You need to be honest with your kids. Call it what it is. Do not think that you're protecting your kids from abuse by lying to them about the abuse that they're seeing. That doesn't help them. Okay, A narcissist will use this piece back and forth to undermine your relationship with the kids, basically pitting them against you. This often will lead to the place where the child rejects you or starts to move away from you because of the lies that the narcissist pitted against you already. You need to understand like as this continues and moves forward, it will continue to pull the kid farther and farther away and how you react and how you respond sometimes can drive the kid even further because like, oh, dad said she was going to react really crazy. She's acting really crazy. So therefore, she must be crazy. But that's not it, right? The, the, the difference is you're not actually being crazy. What you're doing is you're responding out of desperation. You're responding out of frustration, almost reactive abuse like would be in the relationship. That's what starts to come out of like, I just want to talk to my kids. I just want to have a relationship. And that piece ends up being almost needy and the kids sense that and they start to pull away even more. So when we talk about this piece of parental uh, um, alienation, a parent is going to engage in this aspect of alienating you from your kids and they'll use it with different, they'll use different ways, like doing derogatory remarks about the other parent to the kids. You're like, wait, wouldn't I be doing that if I'm telling them the truth? No, because you're not shaming or putting down the other person. You're saying what is real. You calling someone a liar because they are a liar because you have the facts that show that they lie is not shaming another person. That's being honest. There's a difference, okay? Also, so what the narcissist will do is they'll start to restrict access of visitation rights. They'll start to pull back. They'll start to try to change things up. They'll start to give the kid Disneyland experience so that the kid loves them more versus you and starts to manipulate the child's perception of you through false narratives, through emotional manipulation. It's all a manipulation. It's all a game moving forward. So what do we actually need to do about this? How can you actually move forward? So coping with this is extremely hard. 
It's extremely hard for a lot of parents. Sometimes it's extremely hard because you have so much investment into the kids. And not that that's a bad thing, but too often your only joy and like hope and care and love is all dependent on the kids. It's the same aspect of it being dependent on the narcissist. But with the kids, you're like, hey, this is me trying to help them. Totally get that and continue to try to help them. But if you make them the source of your joy, whenever that happens, or if you start to get alienated from them, you will have no joy because you're only basing that on external validation. You're only basing that on someone else versus that coming from you. When it comes from you, there's a different energy. There's a different flow. There's a different connection between you and other people and you and your kids because they're noticing that you're not dependent on them for that validation. Okay, but getting into a place where you can start to cope with it, you need to start diving into different places and people that can help you support. So with this, beginning with other people that are going through the same thing in some of the communities that we offer, in some of the narcissistic abuse aspects, being able to connect with people. There's a lot of different nuances and tips and tricks that people have getting in there, but it's important to be able to seek people that understand the emotional impact, that understand, hey, I can help support you. I can work on this. Sometimes it's joining support groups. Sometimes it's getting with other people who have experienced this and helping in activities that actually help you promote your personal well-being and resilience, not just the kids, okay? There's a piece that we have to pull it back to you. You are the only thing we can work on. You're the only thing that we can help change and develop. Now, you might be able to go through this with legal options, okay? There might be different things like breaking the parenting agreement. There might be different aspects of like legally where you're able to combat this. And if so, like do that, but go after it with evidence, with facts. Don't go after it with emotion. You will lose every single time when you try to attack with emotion. Documenting incidences, working on like le- working with legal professionals who specialize in family law, parental alienation cases. Okay, this could be different court orders to enforce visitation rights, seeking modification of the custody arrangement, whatever it might be. Utilize the legal system as best you can to protect that relationship. Okay, and then as you move forward, like healing and rebuilding some of this piece. Now, you can only rebuild so much that the other person is willing to let you rebuild. So if you have kids that are grown out of the house and they still won't talk to you, what you have to do is only invest in them without expecting a return. This could be sending a text a day, or this could be doing something that's interacting and putting something out there for them to see your changed behavior. Now, it's not because you were this toxic person and now you're not. Maybe there's reactive abuse and they saw that and the other and the other parent like gaslight them into thinking that you're the toxic one. I get that. Okay, but they need to be able to see through repetition that you care and that you love for them. Now, this is hard because a lot of parents want to get very needy with this. A lot of it needs to be just over the overflow of what you're learning, what you're doing with you. And that overflow helps them see and understand that you're not the person that the narcissist called you out to be. But that also can't be that you're needy and trying to get that from them, okay? Put this in another phrase to help help make sense with it, okay? Neediness you'll see in a relationship, okay? When you and your partner are together and the other person is coming to you very needy of like, I just need sex from you, it's not very attractive, right? And the same thing with the kids, Okay, when they get this feeling that you're needy or dependent on them for your validation, for your joy, they'll also be this like, "Ah, I don't really want to be in charge of your emotions. So there's this piece that you have to be able to understand. It's a daily investment into them. Okay, but that is from the overflow of your investment into yourself. 
Now, there's a lot of different things we could touch on. I just like gave like a quick overview. Hopefully this helped. If not, like leave a comment below. Or if you have more questions about like how to handle this, leave a comment below. We can do another video so you understand a little bit more. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, rate, review. And if you haven't, share it with someone else. If you listen to the podcast, thanks so much. And if you want to talk one-on-one -on -one or start working through your healing journey and helping you move forward in your growth and goals, go to rawmotivations.com. When you fill out the form to be able to see if you can do a one-on-one -on -one with me, if it, if it work out for us to work together, just type in Thriver Community because that's the community that I work with you one-on-one -on -one the most to help you in your growth and in your development.